who had been used to me when I'd been up here for some <laughs> long time, getting up and saying, would you like to turn to Hebrews chapter something, which I'm not going to do. been a funny, funny time preparing for today. Hebrews has finished. We're moving into a, there's going to be a new series starting soon. So I've got one preach. What do we do? So, as I was kind of thinking, was praying into this, thinking what God was wanting to say, just got to thinking about this time of year, the new year, a new start. We've just come off the back of Christmas and remembering again God breaking in, God sending his long-awaited gift, Jesus coming into the world, new life, fresh start. Then thinking about, obviously over the last few weeks, been hearing from Dan, from, from, from Habakkuk, and that whole sense of Living by faith, even when things are tough, in hard times. I was also reminded of what Aaron brought at the end of December. Uh, the altogether at the end of December, uh, Aaron Edwards was preaching. He spoke from Jeremiah about, are we going to choose to put our roots down deep into God? A whole sense of believing him, faith, going down deep. All alongside this whole sense of new beginnings and changes and fresh starts and thinking about vision night approaching and thinking, yeah, we're wanting to communicate some fresh things, some new stuff. Thinking even of this new year time when people make resolutions. As I thought of that, I just kind of felt drawn immediately to something that this is not where I'm going to get you to turn. But at the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua resolves something. He resolves, he decides, this is my decision. He talks to the, uh, the people of God and he's saying, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. And at the end of that kind of section, he says in Joshua 24 verse 15, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's his, it's kind of his resolution, his statement of, I'm going after God. And I was kind of drawn to Joshua and thought, actually, where are we? Where are we at? What is this about? And felt drawn to go back right to the beginning of Joshua. So you can turn to Joshua chapter 1. So I was thinking through it. Is Joshua poised on the edge of the promised land, ready to go in? God speaks to him. Thinking about this new year time, this new period, new time, new stage for us perhaps. So I was thinking about it. I was reminded also of prophetic encouragements that we've had over the years and particularly something that uh, Ginny brought to a, to a group of leaders a couple of years ago, in fact, talking about a breaking camp coming, a time of breaking camp, of going on, the call to arise and move on from where we are. 
is coming. A sense of going somewhere we've not been here before. And as she prophesied that, she started to reference Joshua crossing the Jordan, going into the promised land. This whole sense there's some something new coming. I just felt this is a time for us to look and be encouraged by what God says to Joshua on that day. Joshua chapter 1. So let's read together. Joshua 1, verse 1. We read this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. What we see is... God's commissioning Joshua. It's time to go, Joshua. It's time to go into the land. It's time I'm going to give you what I have promised to your ancestors. And as he does so, he repeatedly says this. Be strong and courageous. Joshua, be strong and courageous, for I am with you. I am with you, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be uh, discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We see this great encouragement to Joshua. An exhortation and an encouragement. I'm with you, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Putting into context the story as we, as we come to it. The people of Israel have been led out of Egypt. They've been slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years. And God leads the people through Moses out of Egypt. We could go back to that whole time. Pharaoh belligerently, no, they can't go. They can't go. You can't go. You can't leave. As God brings signs and plagues and all this stuff which is communicating to Pharaoh, look, this is the God whom we serve. God says, let my people go. And finally Pharaoh says, get out, go, be gone from here. And they leave. 
But of course, Pharaoh changes his mind again, and they get to the Red Sea, and they're stuck at the Red Sea, and yet God opens the way. God actually opens the sea, and they walk through on dry land. They go out into the wilderness, and they're heading for this land that God will show them. First, they head to to Mount Sinai, and God gives them the law. He meets them, meets Moses up the mountain, but he comes upon the mountain in fire and smoke and all this, all this stuff. Incredible sight, and he meets with the people. And all the way through the wilderness, God is providing for his people manna coming down from heaven, quail being sent, water coming out of rocks, all sorts of incredible provision from God. They come to the edge of the promised land for the first time. Moses sends out the spies, which then becomes this crazy 10 versus 2 battle. Joshua and Caleb coming back, look, it's amazing, and God's promised us we can go in. The other 10, well, well, they're right, it's kind of pretty good, but the people are huge and they're going to kill us. So we probably best just go back where we came from. We're not going in. Joshua and Caleb are trying to convince them, no, don't you see this is what God has said. God is leading us. God will be with us. But the people don't listen and they turn away. And God says, well, you're going to wander in this desert for 40 years until all of that generation had died. And in fact, at this point now, all that generation barred Joshua and Caleb have died and another generation have grown up. Moses now is dead. And they're ready again, poised on the edge of the promised land. Joshua, it's time to go in. It's time to go in and as God brings this message to Caleb, this to Caleb? Move to Caleb suddenly, Joshua. As he brings this message to Joshua, his repeated refrain is this, Joshua, be strong and courageous. I am with you. This is what Joshua needs to hear. As they're stepping into this new season, into this new time, into these new challenges that they're going to face, into what God has for the people and specifically this role that God has for Joshua... Lead the people into the land I have promised them. Joshua needs to hear this wonderful encouragement. Perhaps for us, as a people, as a body, as a church together, as we step into a new season, maybe just into a new year, into personal challenges, but into what God's got for us as a people, we need to hear this. Be strong and courageous. How is Joshua going to be strong and courageous? What is God actually asking of him? Well, firstly, we see this is what he encourages him. I am with you. You see, firstly, what God is saying to Joshua is a reminder. Remember, I am with you. I am the one who you trust in. I am the one who you are following. Joshua, remember, 
It's me who you're reliant on. Joshua, I am with you. This is the truth. Remember this, Joshua. Be strengthened by the fact, who is it who's with me? With you? God. The God of the universe is with you. The God who resembles so wonderfully that father, or the father in the story that Clara read, resembles God. Just about. It's kind of either, it's a, like a, what's the word? A pale shadow of what God is like. The father who says, come to me. Father who says, I see the depths of your heart and yet I welcome you in. I've paid the price for you. This is the God who is with you. The God who made everything. The God of the universe. The God who can see everything about you. The God who is all powerful. He's the one who's with you. Joshua, be strengthened by this. Remember the one who is with you. And be strengthened by These words, I will never leave you or forsake you, Joshua. Find strength in this one who is all-powerful, who knows you completely and is telling you, I will never leave you. Find strength in him. And these wonderful words to encourage Joshua, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Joshua, remember all I've done. You've seen how I was with Moses. You've seen what I've done with the people. You've seen what I did through Moses and with him. You've seen my power. You've seen what I did in Egypt. You've seen what I did at the Red Sea. You've seen how I faithfully provided through the desert. You've experienced it. You've been there. Draw strength, Joshua. You've seen me do mighty things. Remember this. Remember who it is who's with you. And therefore be strong and courageous as you step in to what I have for you. I'm not sending you on your own. I'm going with you. In fact, I'm leading you, Joshua. Here's what God is calling of Joshua Joshua, remember who I am and that I'm with you. That's where you find strength. That's where we find strength, but also he goes on to kind of turn it around a little bit or just to add some depth to it. In verse 7 and 8, he says this. The second time he encourages Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. God's encouraged him, look, remember who it is who's with you, but remember to trust me. Remember to keep following me. Remember that it's by trusting and obeying and going after what I have commanded you. Don't look away. Don't think at any point, oh, actually, maybe I've got it sorted. Now, we could just try this other way. No, no. We find strength in God, but God is commanding Joshua also, be strong in trusting me. 
This is where your strength is to be directed, to keep your eyes on me. The temptation will come, well, we could try this other way. We could, we probably don't need God for this one. We could just keep going this way. No, Joshua, never, never let it be. Always, don't turn aside. Be strong and very courageous. Keep following the way that I am showing you. You see, this is what, you see, Joshua gets hold of this as he encourages the people later on with very similar words. In Joshua 23, in verse 6, Joshua is talking to the people, be very strong. Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Joshua's understood. We're following a God who is all-powerful. He's the one in whom we have strength. But we've got a God to follow, to go after, to keep running after. We see this echoed throughout Scripture. Paul, as he's coming to the conclusion of the letter to the Ephesians, he's about to talk about putting on the armour of God, but he, he begins that by saying this in Ephesians 6, verse 10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It's in God that we find strength. As he writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, verse 1, My son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. This is where we find strength, as we trust in him. As we fix our eyes on him, let's remember again Hebrews chapter 12. I can't get away from it. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles, and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. This is where we find strength. We need to be strong in fixing our eyes on him. Keep don't be, fall, don't be fooled, don't be turned away. Always fix our eyes on him. But it's in his strength that we run. You see, this is God's encouragement and exhortation to Joshua. Remember, I am with you. Whatever you face, whatever you're going to see, whatever's going to, go, whatever's going to happen as you walk into the land, as you march in, as you cross rivers and come up against cities... Whatever you're going to face, remember who it is who's with you. And remember that it's my way that will see you through. It's in my power. It's trusting me. It's following me that will see you come in. Don't turn aside. Fix your eyes on him. So that's what God is encouraging Joshua with that's what he's exhorting him to do but why why does he need to say it why does Joshua need to hear these things I'm going to suggest four reasons firstly it's needed even after all Joshua has seen God do and all that Joshua has been through on the way to here you see Joshua has been there from from Egypt He saw God come in power 
and demonstrate his power to Pharaoh. He saw God lead his people out. He saw God open the sea to cause the Red Sea to split apart. He walked across on dry land. He's come through the wilderness. He saw the sight at Mount Sinai as God came down. This incredible sight. He's seen the provision day after day after day after day. Every day, God providing food from nowhere. Water pouring out of a rock. Manna and quail coming down. He's seen all of that. We could wrongly come to a conclusion and think, well, surely then Joshua's got this covered. He understands it all. He's got it. He knows. He's seen everything. He can just get on with it now. But you see, faith is always uncomfortable. We never graduate to a place where we can do this now. God's reminding Joshua, you are always to be reliant on me. Even after all you've seen. Even after all you, especially after all you've seen. You know now, it's in my strength. So therefore, Joshua, never think that you've made it. You always need me. We don't graduate from our need to trust in God and to follow him. In fact, although Joshua trusts and follows, and we can see right at the end of his life, he is still saying, as for me and my house, I'm going to follow the Lord. We see how it can so easily go wrong. If you remember the story, the walls of Jericho come down. Jericho is defeated. What's the next city? AI. Things don't go quite to plan at AI. Well, firstly, Achan sins and takes some of the stuff from Jericho, and God said, no, destroy it all. But then we see the plan for AI seems to be Joshua sends out some spies, and they come back, and they think, well, AI seems like a pretty easy job, actually, compared to Jericho. So let's just send a few men, and they can sort it, and... uh, they lose. Doesn't work too well. And then at that point, Joshua realises, oh God, what have I done? I'm coming to you, Lord. What, what have we done? What's wrong? And they ask God, and God says, well, this is what you need to do. You need to sort out what's been going on in the camp, and then I'll show you how to defeat AI. You see, there's no, it's so easy to get to a complacent place where you think, we know what we're doing now. We can sort this battle. God, God needed to help us for that big one, Jericho, but now we can do this one. And God's saying, no, jo- Joshua, you'll never come to that place where you can sort it on your own. You'll only realise more and more how much you need me. Be strong and courageous, Joshua. Don't turn aside to the left or to the right, but keep trusting me. You see, we never go beyond our need to trust him in everything. That's true for Joshua, it's true for us as well. Secondly, Joshua needs to hear this in the circumstances that he's facing. For the here and now of what he is facing, 
Let's take a, let's have a think of what's going on here. God comes to Joshua after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. Moses is dead. Moses, the one who has led the people through these last 40 years in the wilderness. Moses, who led the people out of Israel, of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses, who has been the one who God has used to lead them all the way through, is dead. And we can kind of gloss over it in half a verse. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, great, fine. But this is, this isn't a great moment. Moses is dead. Joshua has been told by God, right now, Joshua, you're going to lead the people now. Okay, Lord. Perhaps doesn't seem the perfect moment. Now you're going in. Now you're going into the land. Moses has just died. And we've been wandering around this wilderness for 40 years. And now you're saying now's the time to go in? Perhaps it didn't seem the perfect timing. Perhaps it didn't seem the most opportune moment for Joshua. And the task in hand is massive. Taking the land. Again, we can kind of gloss over that as well. Oh yeah, God's promised to give them the land. Okay, we'll just wait for it to land in my hand. This is huge. They're taking new ground, lots of new ground. It's so easy to kind of gloss over what's going on here. But Joshua needs to hear this. Be strong and courageous, Joshua. I know what's going on around you. I know what's happened. I know Moses is dead. But I'm with you. I am with you. Be strong and courageous. I'm going to lead you in. This is what I've always promised I'm going to do. Be strong and courageous. Trust me, Joshua. There's a... There's a sense that God is reiterating him, trust me, not your circumstances. Over and above what you see around you, trust me, Joshua, because I'm bigger. I'm greater than anything that's going on around you. Trust me in what I have said. Again, it's so true for us as well. Corporately as a body, We can see, feel there's a time for moving into something new. That's why we're having, specifically, we've, we're having a vision night for the first time. There's new things coming. There's changes coming. You could look at the situation and go, is it perfect timing? There's two answers to this. It's God's timing, so Yes. Well, we know that answer already. Is, does it seem like perfect timing? Maybe not. Does it, do we think, or do we all think that we've made perfect preparation for it? No, probably not. Do we have some kind of abundance of resources that we can just go, we're going to start this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do something else, and we're going to move into all these new things? No. So we also need to hear, God is leading us. Be strong. And very courageous, for I am with you. Individually, that might be true as well. Whether you're stepping into something new or it's just actually this is what the circumstances are. Be strong and very courageous. I am with you. 
I know you. I love you. I've got you. Thirdly, it's needed even though God is promising success and is in the process of bringing them into a better place. What do I mean? We see throughout this passage. Verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I am about to give them. I'll give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses. I think there's another bit. You will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestor to give them. I'm promising it. I've promised it for hundreds of years. I am going to do it. I am giving you this land. So Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Why? Hasn't God promised it? God said he's going to do it. God said he's going to bring them in. God's going to do it. This is what God said. Well, surely we just need to wait and see him do it. You see, we can get into this wrong way of thinking. Oh, God's promised it. So it's easy, we'll just sit back and wait for it to arrive. You see, now God calls Joshua, I am giving this into your hands. Everywhere you put your feet, I'm giving it to you. I'm calling you to lead the people in. I've promised it. You see, Joshua needs to hear this because God has promised that he's going to give this to them. God has promised that this is going to be theirs. That doesn't mean that there's no challenge involved. It doesn't mean that they're not going to have the days of thinking, what's God said? Walk around the city. We're looking a bit odd now. Tomorrow, next day, walk around the city. Walk around the city. Those guys in Jericho really must be thinking we're a bit weird now. Next day, walk around the city, and it goes on. They're going to have these moments. But then they're going to have the moment of seeing God tear the walls down. They're going to have the moments of, of not getting it right, and AI and the defeat. They're going to have moments where they don't seek God, and they get into this alliance with the Gibeonites because they thought they were from miles away, but actually they're just down the road. They're going to have moments. They're going to have the moments where God has Joshua fighting these kings and the sun stops in the sky. The day is extended. This incredible moment. They're going to have all these different things. But you see, sometimes we can think in the wrong way of, well, God's promised something, so when I wake up in the morning, everything will have completely changed. But actually, God calls us to walk in his walk by faith and to walk into all that he has promised Not to say that he doesn't suddenly move at different times. Of course he does. But so many things, God says, this is what I've promised. Therefore, we can have faith to go, I am going after it. I'm going after it with you, God, because this is what you've promised us. You see, it's, God needs to encourage Joshua, even though he is promising something so wonderful, and saying, I'm going to do it. There's still challenge to face. In fact, even change in itself brings challenge. They're about to step into a new place. They're about to step into lands that none of them, I 
don't think will ever have been to before. They're going to places that are new. Be strong and courageous. I don't know how different people react to change. I know there's a complete range generally. There's those who go, did I hear change? Come on, bring it on, do some more. In fact, change that before you even get, before that change even comes into place. Change it again, do it again. And others legitimately also think, what? Um, that's, that's hard to hear, I don't Actually, yeah, I can get hold of the fact that sounds like it will be good, but that's hard to... I don't know. I'm not sure. Change is challenging. Even if it means this is what God has said, this is what God is doing, and it's going to be for our good and our benefit, it can still be hard to face. There's a challenge there. Be strong and courageous. I am with you, says the Lord. It's not comfortable. Success itself... Can bring a challenge. So we talked about Jericho was a big success. It led straight into AI, which was a big failure. The challenge is always to fix our eyes on him. Always to keep trusting him. Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Don't turn away to the left or to the right. Don't get complacent. There's such a challenge. Our need, like Joshua's, in everything is to trust God, which leads to the fourth thing. This is needed always. We need this encouragement and this exhortation. Be strong and courageous, for I am with you. God is with us. We are his. If we're in Christ, we are new creations, as we've been hearing earlier. He's brought us into his family. We, he is with us. Because this is what we're called to always. This is what is true. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you. We need to hear it always. And it's what Joshua needed to hear right at that moment. For a specific task, for a specific time, but also you see these words echoing throughout Scripture. Keep trusting me. I am with you. Be strong in the Lord. This is the message that echoes throughout the Bible. So for us, here and now, Let us see where we are. What is it that God's leading us into? For God is leading us into new things. As I said, I was reminded of of at least a couple of different prophetic words. I referenced one, uh, I think, at the beginning. Once you've done it three times, you can't quite remember whether you actually mentioned it at the beginning or not. I certainly did uh, one or another of meetings. Anyway, this, this thing about breaking camp, the call to arise and move on from where we are. Also remembering another word which is actually slightly longer ago, even back in 2016, which I can't believe, about hidden rooms. <coughs> Ginny again brought this word about different 
having seen different things, either on the TV or going to someone's house or different things where there were these houses where there was, this looks like a wall, and then you find actually, well, hang on, if we look at that wall there, and if we go around outside, it looks like there's something else there. What's going on here? And you're not through the wall, and you find there's a whole other room. Or perhaps under the floor, or perhaps through a bookcase, or whatever. All these different hidden rooms that were to be discovered. And a real sense that for us there is a time of coming into seeing hidden potential revealed. Of seeing God move us into a place of of growing and enlarging and, and seeing more of what he is going to do. You might say, well, that was back in 2016. Surely we've done with that. I don't think we've started. Really. Well, we've started, but we're not. There's so much more to see. I'm going to read a little bit of, of that word. So we see the, the whole thing of these different examples of houses with, with different hidden rooms. And then uh, Ginny said this We as individuals and as a corporate body are the house of the Lord. And we are coming into a time of the revealing of hidden potential and a time of enlarging. Then quoting Isaiah 54 verse 2, Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out the curtains of your dwellings, spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. Then this encouragement, we can try to stretch and enlarge ourselves, try to work to our capacity, try to find room for essentials in our lives, Try to, take, try to stock up resources, try to drink from our own cisterns, try to find room for the more space we need, but that will become a sap on our strength and result in things breaking down, not working, and the need for continual repair and eventual dryness. In Psalm 127 verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, they labour in vain who build it. There is an enlarging coming, personal and corporate. The demands are determining to work with what the Spirit is doing in our lives rather than pressing into what we think we should be doing. A drinking in of his fresh living water. There's a lot of other stuff in that word, but that sense, God is leading us to a time of seeing this more. Seeing new growth, seeing new life, seeing hidden potential revealed. Words that talk of things like stretching, being stretched, God breaking through, tents being enlarged. That word goes on to talk about relics being cleared out, of a people being, made, being prepared and made ready. The hidden rooms being discovered and breakthrough coming. I feel to remind us of that now because I think actually God's leading us into it. And therefore be strong and courageous. God is with us. That will mean, I imagine, there will be challenges. There's challenges in terms of resources, specifically in terms of finance, in terms of coping with change. In terms of being called into scary situations, in terms of having and seeing great successes, and the challenge of saying, God, we're trusting you. Perhaps the challenge of seeing what looks like failure, and again, turning the same and saying, God, this is what you've said. We're going after you. 
As soon as we stand at this time, as corporately, I know, we're on the cusp of moving into something. But personally, there may be all sorts of situations as well. God's message is clear. Be strong and courageous. I am with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Don't turn aside to the left or to the right. Keep your eyes fixed on me.